Well, gather round, everybody. It's time for the Steel Salary Cap Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm joined today by Sean McGuire. Again, I should say by Sean McGuire in Studio B. How you doing today, Sean? I'm great. I brought my own black licorice. And I have none of it in front of me. I know. You literally brought black licorice, and I'm chewing on none of it. I did. Wow. I only brought in enough for me, though. Wow. And I and I laid out more red licorice for you. you. Did. I already ate that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this relationship is uh it's not a reciprocal arrangement. It wasn't a part of your rider agreement. So <sighs> All right. Hey uh Sean, did you see the uh the Lady Gaga special last night? The... Um no, I didn't know that there was one. Um was uh, was she naked? She was not. Um, That's probably why I missed it. It was it was broadcast on three networks. Uh, wow! Yeah, it was it was big time. It was one of the stated goals was to raise awareness. Um, and my wait 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 to raise awareness for what? I, I think it was to raise awareness of the of the COVID pandemic and oh, that's good. It's, it's important that people know that this is going on. Right? Yeah, that was kind of my initial reaction. Was I'm I'm pretty sure. We're all aware of it. Do we know where the where the concert was? I think it was one. It was not anywhere. It was people recording. No. Oh, okay. Like in their homes. So and, she was in her her own home. Yes. Which I think is in New York. Isn't she from New York? Uh, I would say yes, but I don't know for okay. sure. She used to be, I think. So Sean is back today. We d- we recorded a uh, an NFL draft preview, sort of. Uh, I mean. Our stated goal is just to help um, all of us enjoy the NFL draft more, enhance our enjoyment right. uh, of the draft coming up on Thursday night. So we we took a look at um, landing spots for some rookies, like which teams might be looking for which positional players. Um, we focused in on quarterbacks, tight ends, and running backs in the last episode. Today, because the wide receiver class is so big and so deep, um, we are going to spend the entire episode talking about uh, wide receivers today. Um, So some teams that might be looking for wide receivers, and um, and then just a few thoughts on some of the receivers that might go on day one or or day two. Did I did I cover that, Sean? I think you covered that. I think you covered everything that I would have covered. Okay, and and better. So there we go. All right. Well, let's jump into it then. Um, so I, I start just like with the other positions, I, I, I thought at first I thought, okay, well, who is for sure in need of a wide receiver? Um, and you can have your opinion about whether these are good or bad landing spots. I'm curious what your, your thought is on, on, on that. Um, not, I think I'll identify maybe teams that have a need and if you disagree, we can talk about it. But also, I'm curious whether you would be excited about a receiver going to one of these teams. Okay. So I'm kind of throwing, I'm just surprising you with that. Well, I'm actually glad you're giving me warning, so I'll listen to what you're saying. Um, so the uh, <laughs> the first team that I think of as definitely needing a wide receiver is the Jets. Um, they had terrible wide receivers and then the best of their terrible wide receivers, Robbie Anderson, left. Right. So they went from having terrible wide receivers to having, I mean, nobody you would even want, at, like Robbie Anderson, as your number five or six wide receiver. Right. So yeah, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to even think who. 
of names that I could Quincy throw Quincy Inunua, was yep. he still on that team? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, I know he was. Not <laughs> fantasy relevant. Right. Right. So there's nothing, there's, that was just a wasteland of offense there uh, between the poor running game and, and, uh, the injured quarterback and, and all this other stuff that went wrong for that team and this, the injured tight end and, and all those other things that, that they need some offense. And I cannot imagine them leaving this draft without one or maybe two wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense, I think, for the Jets. So would you be excited about the Jets? Would you be excited about it? Say you got your eyes set on a, on a receiver you like. He goes to the Jets. Are you excited or are you not excited? I'm not excited. Um, and this is probably cliche, but I really do think Adam Gaze is, just has a really terrible effect on fantasy stats and pr- probably in NFL teams in general. But What are the odds that Adam Gase has a job by the end of the year? Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's for me the test, right? I agree with you. But if he's gone... And now you still you've got a young quarterback in Sam Darnold that I believe in. I don't know if you believe in him. I believe in him. Yeah, I like Darnold, and and I think Le'Veon Bell. We talked. Uh, I think we talked yesterday a little bit about him. Like he's he's a really good running back. He's talented. The offensive line in yeah, New yeah, York. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a little more of a question mark. But um. I don't know. I I have not been a big fan of Jets players in general, which is probably why I couldn't name a wide receiver just a second ago. I, I can't think of the last time I've ever thought of the Jets as, oh, I'm excited about a Jet. Yeah. Like, ever. Yeah. All right. So an, another team uh, that I really think is in need of a wide receiver is the Raiders. I have to be careful to remember that they are in Las Vegas, which I hate, but... Uh, the Raiders, nonetheless, are there. Uh, the only thing that I mean, who who do they have there right now? They have Terrell Williams. Is it Terrell? Terrell. Or Tyrell. Uh, is, is this like a Muscalunge moment? Here, let, I'm going to just do it both ways. Ready? <laughs> okay. They have Terrell Williams. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They have Tyrell Williams. Oh, awesome! Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, they I must have. You know what they have? Hmm. They have Mark Nicholas, first round oh, draft pick for this year. Oh yeah, Hunter Ren- Hunter Renfro. Hunter, Hunter Renfro. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they have him in the slot, but that's not much. So they need somebody. They need somebody who can play outside. I think Renfro. To be totally fair to Mark, um, I think Renfro will prove to be a skilled slot receiver, but that doesn't change the fact that they need a couple guys at least one big receiver on the outside to do something yeah i think that's a good landing spot for a receiver as well here's another one the philadelphia eagles yes definitely need a wide receiver they have two guys that are both um pretty old Uh, deshaun jackson played one year um or one game last week blew it up he had a massive game and then he was out the rest of the year Mm -hmm. um they have Alshon. They have Alshon, and Alshon is just banged up all the time. I mm-hmm. think he does okay when he's in there, but he's if he's healthy, you know, he's a, a decent player, but um, he just hasn't consistently been healthy, and he's getting up there at this point. And then you have um, J.J. Arthega Whiteside, mm-hmm. who 
um, one of the things I've learned in the off season is all during uh, spring training, or spring training, whatever, long sport, <laughs> um, all during training camp last year, at least during part of training camp, his mom went to training camp and she held an umbrella over him. No. Oh, yes. Google it. JJ Arthur Whiteside, mom umbrella. It's hilarious. Wow. So so he's sitting there in the sun. Imagine a grown ass man sitting there in the sun with his mom holding an umbrella over him. Yeah. Playing the manliest of sports. Wow. <laughs> now his mom was like a professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. So maybe she knows something. Maybe. Maybe but that's the secret. I don't well it didn't it look didn't, like the secret. It didn't turn out so well last turn, year. He didn't do much. Yeah. But um Okay, moving on. Vikings definitely need a wide receiver. They've got Adam Thielen, who I think is talented. Um, I'm not sure Thielen is going to be able to consistently get open without somebody on the other side. He has done it um, in games where he was the primary receiver. Um, But he's 30 years old. And behind him, we've got... B.C. Johnson, who is not going to be a big player in the NFL. I would stake whatever reputation I have, I'd stake on that. And they got uh, um, Chad Beebe, who they cut for a while and was like unemployed for several weeks and they, before they brought him back. Yeah. Like, I think he's Don Beebe's kid, right? I think so, yeah. This is the thing we're going to notice, by the way. As we go through this, this is a theme this year is we are now getting to the point in this league that has been around since 1997, that there are multiple opportunities to draft the children of people that we drafted in this league. Yeah. There's at least three opportunities this year that I, I'm aware of. It's Pittman, right? Pittman, yep. Um, who are the other two? Well, we'll get into that. Okay, all we'll right. Get into right. That. I have, I'm, have, have them noted, but Pittman is one of them, yes. Okay. Um, so the Vikings desperately need a wide receiver. I think they need two. I think they need two. Um. Uh, Washington, Washington needs a wide receiver. They've got um, a guy that I, you know I'm fond of, um, McLaurin. Yep, yep. They've got McLaurin, and I think that's a hit. But who who else do they have? I mean, they've got a kind of a collection of guys that are just guys, right? So I really think Washington is trying to evolve their offense into you know, um, provide some, some things that are, are going to scare somebody and you can't rely on one guy. Do they still have, uh, is it Paul Richardson who used to play in Seattle? Yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of guys like that, right? Right. Right. A guy that, you know, is it, is is it that he doesn't have any skill? No, it's just, but there's a reason why he's just, you know, a waiver wire guy. Right. So they got a lot of that. Um, Broncos. I think Broncos need a wide receiver, similar to Washington, right? They've got a little more optimism on offense because they also have a young tight end, and they got Cortland Sutton. So if you're going to say McLaurin and Sutton are similar in some respects, um, they don't. what else do they have in, in Denver? They, they got rid of Manny Sanders. Right. Um, so I think they need another wide receiver. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Patriots. Patriots need a wide receiver. They need a lot. If you look at the Patriots, uh, uh, this is a, th- a thing. That it's amazing. People are so used to the Patriots being dominant that there's all this. I, I think I brought it up yesterday with regards to tight ends. 
Like the Patriots offense on paper right now looks probably the worst in the whole league. They got no talent anywhere. They've got Jared Stidham at quarterback. They've got maybe a bust at wide receiver. We don't know that for sure yet, but he hasn't shown anything in terms of Nikhil Harry. Yeah, well, so my memory is he was hurt early in the year, and yep. I thought he, I thought he did a little, a little something later in the he year. He did. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a for sure bust. I'm yeah. just saying he hasn't shown anything that you could hang your head on. Right? Sure. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't. I don't think it's. Yeah, I shouldn't have said. I probably shouldn't have used the word bust. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's fair. But they don't have anything that they can rely on. There's not. There's not even. There, there's less than they had than San Francisco had on Dante Pettis two years ago, right? Um, and that's it. They haven't had a tight end in years, and um. So. Um, yeah, you're right. Like that, they've still got a really strong defense. Yep, and, the, and, and that, that might carry them a little bit, but this year is going to be really different. <laughs> their best offensive player, and this is—I'm not saying this because I have him—but it's probably Sony Michelle, and that's sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. I, I think Nikhil Harry has a chance, sure, to be that guy, but I, I can't strongly argue against that statement. The. Uh, Speaking, so I said the Patriots has the last team, and then the Texans. The Texans have amassed a collection of of wide receivers to replace Hopkins that I would suggest is kind of like when you have four wide receivers, there, you know, yeah, like you kind of have none. Um, I don't see they've got the most talented player in the, uh, on, in the core. I think is Will Fuller. He can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. They've got Brandon Cooks, who is is kind of I would say is the epitome of an overrated wide receiver. And he has his own injury issues. He, right? He's got, got concussion, concussion issues. Yeah. yeah. So I I, I just um, I I don't they got Cobb. Yeah. Right? right. Randall Cobb. Also inconsistent. Really so, cool eyes, though. Cool eyes. Yeah. He's got like these light colored eyes. Are you serious? <laughs> You've been I am, staring into his eyes, Jim. I mean, I, I I get lost in them once in a while. Right, right. But I, yeah, I don't. We don't need. We don't need to dwell on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So teams that I think might need a wide receiver, uh, the Ravens. Um, I think they're happy with Marquise Brown. Um, the other rookie that they drafted last year, um, I think he just got traded. I think he did. Um. He uh Miles Boinkin, I'll just say that. Yeah, name. Boinkin. Um I'm not sure it's Boinkin. I think Boinkin <laughs> is something different. But Miles Boinkin. Um Bo- Boinkin? Boinkin is how Boink and I'm saying Boinkin. You're saying Boinkin, which <laughs> It's funny cuz I made I made fun of Yatin cuz when he announced the trade he said Miles Boinkins. Boinkins, yeah. Or Boinkins. Boinkins. And I and I'm mispronouncing it myself. So, that's <laughs> yeah, great. That's okay. We're all your your malapropisms are are already becoming legendary with the Musculunge and Google and there's an, there's another one. Um, so that is a super dynamic offense, and um, I just don't know that they feel fully comfortable with um, Boinkin, right? Um, mm-hmm. They might they might enjoy Boinkin, right? They might be. Um, something that they are um, 
um, you know, makes them, and some days makes I, them feel contented. You don't, I mean, you don't want to go to Boink, <laughs> like, no. too much. Too much, Because no. then it loses, you know, then it's no surprise. Yeah, it's not special at that point. In time. Right. So I think you, you want to be able to, to dabble in, in a couple other areas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it just can't be boinking, 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 right. boinking. You're going to, you're going to, it's going to get tired. Yeah. It's just right. That's not fun to, it's not fun to be a part of. It's not fun right. to watch. No, I yeah. get you. Um, uh, so, so the, uh, so that's a team that I think is a maybe, uh, and the Colts, the Colts is another team, um, it's similar. They, 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 there's a theme on some of these maybe teams, whereas they have a rookie that hasn't shown a whole lot yet, um, and they they have one. I, I think uh, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell could. We just don't know. We don't know anything right now. We know so little about him right now, um, and um, uh, beyond that, I think they still got Ty, who uh, I know you're fond of right but but he's getting up there why yeah i own him so i he's 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 not young he's not young anymore and so so he still maintained productivity but i can just see them thinking okay we're going to take another shot at the wide receiver department in a worst case scenario if paris campbell turns out to be great and ty is still great then we've got three wide receivers and that's fine right that's nobody's going to argue with that um, sleeper teams I have is the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the 49ers. And mm-hmm. I think the 49ers, they've invested a lot in wide receivers in the last couple of drafts. They got two last year in, 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 uh, in Debo and Jalen Hurd. And before that, they got Dante Pettis, who was has been completely just a bust, dis- disappeared, right? Invisible last year, but not the first year. So, I don't know, but I I think that they would look at that and think, okay, we've got Kittle, and I think they feel comfortable with Debo, but their offense was a lot better when they had Emmanuel Sanders, and I think they want something like that. So I, I unless they really believe in 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 uh, Jalen Hurd or Debo or not Debo but Dante, I think they're going to at least try to pick up one more and this is a deep class so they can get a good wide receiver in like the fourth round right? yeah yeah i think that makes sense dolphins um they got um Devontae parker who's had one really nice year and a whole lot of meh he said he's had four and a half years of meh i know they had, he had four years and two weeks i think and then okay. they cut him and after four years and two weeks and then he immediately proceeded <laughs> to do well so um it's actually true it is true, yeah. uh, but uh, but I think that that is even if he's if he is for real, um, their only other guy is a guy who's injured and um, was um, is Preston Williams, right? So he was uh, I think he had a, a significant injury after starting to look pretty good in the beginning of the year. Yeah, he was looking really good, and how he comes back is a question mark. Um, if he's ready at the beginning of the year, presuming we have football, that's a question mark. Um, and whether it's sustainable. I mean, some of the plays that he was making were, they reminded me a lot of things that I saw out of Cleveland and Baker Mayfield's first year where Baker would be like, oh, look, at he completed this pass and that pass. And I'm looking at them and they just look like luck to me. 
not Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. actual Luck, right? And and which is why, um, despite Baker's tremendous stats his first year, I was not in love with him because I felt like he just got really lucky, and and that last year appeared to be true because he was terrible. I really like his commercials, though. See, that's a question for me. Like mm-hmm. I look at him and I think, well, I like that there are commercials. I I, I get the concept, but I, I just feel like. I'm never like, oh, I really want to see another one of those commercials. Right? Yeah, it's definitely uh, a concept thing for me. Kind of cracks me up. I I agree. Like the actual execution of the concept is hit or miss for me. Some right. of them I like more than others. Yes, the fuse box one cracks me up. Yeah, I I think that one's all right. Yeah, um, and then the Bengals. The Bengals have a bunch of receivers that are okay. I there's a lot of people who like Boyd. I'm. I don't love Boyd. I think he's a, a, an above average number two. AJ Green is getting up there in age, and they got some some other guys um, that I think are people are familiar with who they are. Yeah, like Auden Tate. Auden Tate. Yeah, I think it's just if if he actually had to start for, for an entire season and carry the load, I just don't think he's that quality of a receiver. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. I have questions about AJ Green even this year. I mean, supposedly he's healthy, but he's 31, I think, and mm-hmm. has missed all of last year. So there's got to be a little and, bit of and concern. And even before there. that, he had several years where he was always dinged up, right? He was mm-hmm. always dinged up. And so even though he was productive, um, I mean, he's one of my favorite receivers to watch in the last 10 years. Like, I just. The, his highlight reel doesn't really equal what he is in a season. And so whether now that he, I think he got paid, right? So, so he's, um, maybe he just is waiting for his money. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Should we talk about actual players? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So at the, at the top of the list, do you, you have anybody that you want to talk about first? Well, in your, um, I kind of went through the, I have them in an odd order. They're, it's like the order of some random websites. I, you know, draft order that they think that they're, they're going to go in. Sure. But I don't necessarily agree with this order. I can I can do that order. I can. I, I can toss names at you. Okay. Um, one thing I just to kind of lay out: Are we talking about how many wide receivers do you think in this in this episode? I don't know. I mean, like I I have, I have about. 12, 13. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, let me throw a name at you because I've heard uh, really varying uh, opinions about this guy. It sounds like somebody that might go high in drafts. It's LaVisca Chenault. Michael, Michael High and He's draft. A page two guy. I right. I, no, it's page one guy. I got him here. I thought I'd say his name so you could find your stuff on him. No, um, that he, he might be drafted highly, but there's people that are not crazy about his game so just was curious maybe what, what I think? Your, yeah what your take is on him okay so LaVisca Chenault as a lot of people don't like him don't think they understand him they'll say well he's injury prone and, and, and his game is largely um I'll tell you who he reminds me of Percy Harvin mm, yeah and depending on how you feel about Percy Harvin might be your, your, how you feel about him but um Percy Harvin was injured all the time, and his NFL career was not long. But when he was in a game, he was really he good. He was good. He was really good, and he was a, he was a, aggressive. The one thing about LaVisca Chanel, he's he's very aggressive. 
and that can lead him to running into things and getting hurt. But he's not getting hurt because he's brittle. He's getting hurt because he's aggressive. But that's that's LaVisca Chenault. I think he's a very talented player. It's it, For me, it, Percy Harvin is kind of where it's at right now. Got it. That's what I see. Yeah, that's a good comp, I think, at least for what I know right now. This is another guy, um, Brian Edwards. Okay. Okay, just I'm kind of checking to make sure you have notes on these guys. I, I have, I have, I, I have one really important note, which is that I don't think Bodie will draft him. Okay, I'll get to why in a second. <laughs> okay. um, but I brought him up kind of for a similar reason. Like I've seen him in different mock drafts, going really different places. Um, so yeah, just kind of a wide range of outcomes in terms of draft position. What are your thoughts, and why is Bodie not going to take him? So, so he's got. Good size. He's six foot three, two twelve. He wasn't at the combine, and the reason why is because he has a broken foot. And Justin Bodie makes it very public that guys, wide receivers with foot issues, he's not interested in. Um, and and it's because he's had some guys that have had that problem. Whether it's that particular type of broken foot or not, I just think Justin will avoid him. I think he's a guy that. Um, I think he's he was very good in college. Um, whether that is going to be sustainable. A lot of these guys have very similar size. There's a lot of wide receivers that have just NFL bodies, and he's one of them. And um, I, I think that, uh, again, it's another it's another issue with how you feel about health. Gotcha. All right, let's jump up to the almost for certain top of the wide receiver class in uh, CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy. Um, and I, go ahead. I, I'm not sure sure that those guys are going to be taking one and two in the NFL. Okay, that's well, that's great. That's uh, that's that's a nice we are, tease. We are, this is all we are trying to do a listener, um, like a guide, right, for the NFL draft. Is yes, that? for sure. So I think C.D. Lamb will go first. Should I go? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I was going to say I had initially heard Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. Um, early and lately it's been all CD lamb first. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, well, that's one of the things I was going to comment on, but I'll, I'll, uh, let me talk about CD lamb first. So it's, has been exactly as you say, right. And, and he has tremendous highlights. If you watch CD lamb, like every single time, like I just flipped on, like I watched a lot more college football this year than in other years. Cause the Gophers were good. So in halftime, they'd show what happened that day. Yeah. I'm telling you, there was a C.D. Lamb highlight like every week, right? Okay. Busting a long one. And um, <laughs> it's totally a T-dub. Anyway, the, uh, he, he's from Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has a long track record of, of success as a program, right? The question is, I'm, this is a quiz, right? Oh, oh boy! Ready? You ready? Yep. This is this is a blind quiz. Tell me all of the great NFL wide receivers that came from the Big Twelve Conference <laughs> that you can think of. That you're, 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 let's let's go back to the year two thousand. You're not in my wheelhouse here. I, I know I'm not. I don't. Can I you don't think know. of any from Oklahoma. I'm no, not no, sh- just from the big the whole conference. The whole conference. There's twelve teams at least in the Big Twelve. I say that because the Big Ten's got 14 teams. Sure, I, right. I have no idea what's in the Big 12. But So the answer is you can't think of any, right? I'm going to run some names by you. Okay. These are, and since the year 2000, 
these are the wide receivers that were drafted in the first round in the NFL out of the Big 12. Ready? Yes. And they're in order. Okay. Roy Williams. I think I drafted him. <laughs> he might have. It was Detroit? <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those years where Detroit drafted like back-to-back receivers in the first round, like Roy Williams and maybe Mike Williams or something, and they both sucked. Roy Williams out of Texas. Total bust, right? Yeah. yeah. Rashawn Woods. Mm. Yeah. Remember his Who? great career in San Francisco? No. No, okay. Uh, Mark Clayton. I remember him. No, no, no. Not the oh. one from Miami oh, with Duper and Clayton. No. No, no, no the one in Baltimore. Oh, okay. Remember that guy? I do, actually. Okay. Yeah. Well, used to, we're, we're getting closer, right? Okay, yeah. Through time. Michael Crabtree. Okay. He was okay. Yeah. I drafted him. Yeah. Everybody made fun of me. But I think he, he was, was okay. He was. I thought he was a very good NFL player. He was okay. Fantasy-wise, he was an okay guy. He wasn't a great guy. He had like after I got rid of him, he had like one like weird resurgent year with that Bodie had him where he was like tenth in the league or something like that. Inexplicable. But yeah, Justin Blackman, mm. <laughs> like the best three games of football ever, followed by like the best three years of suspension for smoking weed ever. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about that. I know, I know. It's sad. It is. Um. Kendall Wright. Oh, I think I drafted him too. Yeah, <laughs> maybe this should be telling you something about what your draft strategy. So Bodie's not going to, gonna, Bodie's not going to draft guys with foot issues, and I am not taking receivers from Oklahoma. Or just no, these. This is not. Oklahoma. Oh yeah, that's this is right. The entire conference. <laughs> oh my gosh. Marquise Brown, Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? So maybe he breaks that. We'll see. But uh, my point is, C.D. Lamb. Uh, on paper, it looks amazing. And he's almost certainly going to go in the top six picks in our draft. But history is against him. That's a lot of mediocrity. Um, okay. So then you also asked about Jerry Judy. And the thing about Jerry Judy is he, you're right. I have been watching Jerry Judy for two years. I've been like, oh, I'd love to be able to draft Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy. And he's kind of just, he's kind of just slowed down a little bit. Um, I had a conversation with Farhan about Jerry Judy, and I thought it was interesting. So Farhan asks, why isn't, like everybody's all high on Jerry Judy, you know, same, Calvin Ridley, same player, right? Same college, their height is the same, the 40 times are almost identical. So I'm asking you, do you think Calvin Ridley is a fair comp for Jerry Judy? Yeah, I think it's hard to hard to argue that they wouldn't be a similar count. Do you do you like Calvin Ridley? I do. Oh. Yeah, you you don't though, right? You're not. Oh, super... I like him. I just think he's a, a fantasy number two guy. I don't think he's a number one wide receiver. But I think he's a number two guy. So the question I think Farmer was trying to say is, well, why are you so high in Jerry Judy and not high in Calvin Ridley? They have all these same aspects, but from my perspective, they are totally different. And the reason I've got, so this, you know, it's, a, it's statistics. You can look at statistics and you can prove anything you want, right? So I think, I think looking at college, height, 40 time, that only tells part of the story. So here are the big differences. Judy is four pounds heavier than Calvin Ridley. I mean, that's four pounds, right? Mm-hmm. He'd probably break a lot more tackles. Uh, his arms are a half inch longer. A half an inch. That means probably 20, 30 catches that are going to fly over the head of Calvin Ridley, he's going to catch. 
And also his hands are three eighths of an inch bigger. So I, I'm pretty sure I can see your tongue in your cheek over there. I, <laughs> I was going to say Ridley is just not in Judy's league. Those are those are very clear differences as far <laughs> as I can tell. Um, no, I think I think most people would be pretty happy if they if they scored a Calvin Ridley in the first round. Uh, I think Jerry Judy is is likely to be something along those lines. I think he's a little more explosive. That's my that's my take. But um, oh, a guy that a lot of people in the NFL think is going to go. Um, ahead of Judy. I think everybody thinks CeeDee Lamb is going to go first. That's what it looks like right now. Um, it's Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I watched, again, I watched the Combine. Um, and uh, they had this whole drama about whether Henry Ruggs was going to break the 40 record, like the fastest 40 in the history of the Combine. And that's currently, is that John Ross still? I think it's John Ross, yeah, yeah. Um, and I watched it, and my take on that was I thought the will he set the combine record or won't, it had all the manufactured hype of Dan versus Dave from the 1984 Olympics uh, combined with the sheer disappointment of Geraldo opening up Al Capone's vault. <laughs> that's how. That's my take on that. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. I was going to say, that's those are some old school references <laughs> they there. They are old school. Uh, Henry Ruggs is still fast. He's still fast. He doesn't have to be the fastest guy. There's no nobody questioning his that he's fast. But that's not the most important. The fact that he ran, what, a 4-2-8? Something like that? Um, still faster than me. It's But that's not the most important stat that I looked at. For me, the most important stat is... Last year, he had one drop. Ooh. One drop. An entire season. One drop. Wow. So, That's um, impressive. Dante Pettis has one drop every game when he's thrown the ball. <laughs> um, another player that I've seen some people now who's got some steam out of the, um, out of the combine is Denzel Mims. Yeah. Um, he's a tremendous athlete. He killed it at the combine. It looks like he runs nice routes. I have watched a little bit of film on him. Um, here is the, my take on Denzel Mims today. What I notice about him is everybody gushes about all of his athleticism and that he, he's a good technical route runner and all this other stuff. He's never that open. He's never that open in college. So I don't understand how you can be that great and never get separation. Hmm. That to me is a red flag. Um, is it a? Is it just a, like a quickness issue, like a suddenness kind of thing? I or? think he has all of that. I think I think he maybe is not as good of a route runner as people think he is. Okay. He wins a lot of contested catches, but he has a lot of contested catches. That's a little thing. I mean, that's the thing people criticism people had of DK Metcalf is that is he's not a great route route, route runner. And if you win the contested catch, I guess it doesn't matter. But um, I just found that interesting about Mims is that it's he's the kind of guy that if you if you, if you add up every category and he seems to do tremendous, but then why is he not wide open? Yeah, that's a good question because like his three cone and like all of it, yeah, like broad jump and like everything's looked great at the combine, right? 
and I and I don't know I don't know what it is. And and for me the um if you have some of those gifts and you are also overall um uh, a skilled route runner, like you get open and it's pretty obvious. And I just don't I don't see it. <laughs> so I think he's a guy that people are gonna might draft unnecessarily high because they think they're getting a steal, but there might actually not be a steal. But we don't know. It's it's really early. Yeah. This um, is it's like I said, NFL scouts get this wrong all the time. They do. And so it's yeah, it's tough for it's tough to predict. So so a guy that I think is about the hardest guy for me to rate right now is Justin Jefferson. And he's next. And he's a guy that I have seen mocked to the Vikings like like every time Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Vikings. And, and I watched him a little bit cause he, he was, um, out of LSU. I think he will remind some people of o- OBJ coming out of LSU. He's a little bit bigger. Um, he's kind of a receiver, like a big slot receiver. So maybe a Chris Godwin. Um, he's just smooth all around. He's the kind of player that I think is maybe better than, there's nothing that jumps out at you, but he just kind of is constantly being productive. And so whether that will continue in the pros when, when everything gets tougher or whether the, the little things that he's doing to dominate college um, aren't going to work in the pros, that's that's why scouts get paid you know millions and millions of dollars or actually whatever they get paid because I don't know. But So would you be happy to see the Vikings draft Jefferson or no? I would because I don't have any reason to think that he's a bust. Sure. How about a guy like uh, Brandon Ayuk? He's actually the next guy on my oh, list. Oh, well, sweet. Great minds, huh? Yeah, so so Brandon Ayuk, my, I don't know much about him. I'm not going to pretend. Um, I will say, if you like Nikhil Harry, maybe you like Brandon Ayuk. He's basically the same player. Like, And maybe it's a system thing in Arizona where... It, they have they it's a lot of I'm catching a ball within five yards of the line of scrimmage and running over somebody or running by somebody. Um Ayuk also returns punts. So um I've heard the phrase four down player, like I don't know, that helps. Um I just see him as um being a lot like Nikhil Harry. And if in the in the the jury's out on Nikhil Harry right now. So so I don't know if this is, is an indication of how you feel about his talent. I know you just compared him to Nikhil Harry, who I think was the first receiver taken um, in last, the, year. last year in the NFL and in our rookie draft, I think it was the first. He was no, the, he was no? not the first. He was third, I think. Okay. but or fourth. He, he was fourth. Fourth receiver? No, no, first receiver. First yeah, receiver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not number one overall. No, it was Jacobs, Sanders, and then I think uh, Alphonse surprised everybody by going with the quarterback. That's right. He took um, Kyler, Kyler Murray, and then I think, uh, and then I think after that, I think Matheson went. But I, I don't even know. I mean, Montgomery was in there somewhere too. Yeah, Montgomery went high. He was the first receiver taken though. So he's two, four, six, eight, like the eighth receiver you're talking about on this list. So that I. I think that goes to show you how deep this class is. Yeah, no, this is this is this is. I think people have been kind of rating this as a running back class for a long time. Um, I mean, there are there are 
20 players. There's some players that I'm not even aren't even on my list that would be first round picks in our draft last year. I'll just say one of them, Tyler Johnson. Tyler yeah. Johnson would be a first rounder in our draft last year. He might be a third rounder this year. And almost certain to go to you because you love your gophers. <laughs> I have not had a lot of success with them. The only good gopher I ever drafted, I traded to Fisher. <laughs> um, was that the running back? Yeah, it was Marion Barber. Yeah, Marion Barber. Traded him for a second rounder and then regretted it for five years after that. Um, how about like uh, T. Higgins? So T. Higgins is a guy that is I, – I, I like T. Higgins. Um. He's got excellent size out of Clemson. Uh, that title game that, that I told you I watched with uh, Matheson, he uh, he kept on getting hurt, and he'd go out, and it, it, there were legit hits that he was getting. Um, and then when he would go out, like his team needed him, and he wasn't there. Mm. Um, but he was also, the second he went out, Clemson couldn't really move the ball. And so the question that kind of cuts both ways, right? If you're, is he that good? Is it coincidence? If your team needs you and you can't get up and, and play, does that say something about your character? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know him personally. I can't say, I, I just know that that's, that was kind of a reaction that I had, which is like, this is the national championship game, dude. Like if you can't move fine, but if you can move, you, you play. Um, a guy that we, I don't think we should skip over, by the way, we've kind of bounced around a little bit, but, um, is, uh, Jalen Rager. Yeah. Um, everybody thought he was going to be a burner, um, like rugs. He didn't come out as a burner. He didn't come, he wasn't slow. Um, he's not particularly big. He's basically got the same size as OBJ. OBJ was good but not because he's big um i just don't think that means a whole lot i i don't know i haven't i haven't figured out why everybody's in love with jalen rager i suspect it's there i just haven't found it yet but you will when you when you go into your film room (laughs) whatever it is that i do i don't it's it's all a patented process i can't (laughs) tell you um i love it uh we brought michael pittman we did, but we haven't talked about him yet. I can tell you one thing about him. Okay. He will not be drafted by Farhan. Ooh. Do you know how I know that? I want to know. I want to know. I will tell you. Farhan will not draft USC receivers. Oh, he, he. Or he won't. He actually won't draft USC players, players at all. That's true. He is, it's because his wife went to UCLA. That's correct, yeah. I, I remember this back from... Um, um, MJ, no, MJD was a UCLA, and he drafted him because he was UCLA. Who was there? Somebody who was USC that he just would not touch, and I can't remember who it was. Marquise Lee was that the guy? No, it was before then. It was before then. I don't know. I, I'm sure he's listening to this podcast right now, wanting to scream at us. I'm but, sure he's yelling at his phone. Right. Um, it's probably something fundamental, like like uh, like uh, we got his co- wife's college wrong, and actually she went to U- <laughs> USC and not UCLA, or something really fundamental like that. <laughs> Um, it could be. So Michael Pittman is uh, his dad was an NFL running back. I went back and looked. I think he was drafted by Mitch. 
Um, he was at least on Mitch's team's uh, team a couple years later. Um, so I'm wondering, does 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 Mitch try to draft his kid? No one's ever done that. No one's ever drafted the father and the son. He almost has to then. I mean, I don't know where Mitch drafts, but but uh, it's got to be pretty high. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, how can it not be? Um, but uh, I think he's going to be available for him, whether he's available in the first or second round. Um, you know, uh, he, he can do that. Makes so it makes me wonder. Another um, on that in that vein is um, does Matheson draft Randy Moss's kid? Oh, we talked about tight ends. That was a name we didn't bring up, by the way. It was Randy Moss um, plays played tight end for LSU? Uh, not Randy Moss, but his kid did. I can't remember his first name anymore. But you know, he's he's eligible. And would you look at his athletic pedigree and think, I don't care if he's if he's, a, if he's related to Randy Moss, I'm going to draft him. I think Matt, I can see Matheson doing that. Maybe if we expand our draft to four rounds, that that might be a fourth round pick for Matheson. It might be. Maybe he might be, I'm telling you, he might be, he might go in three. He might go in three because as a tight end, he's a receiver, right? That's, yeah. we're, we're getting outside of, the, of what we're talking about today, but I do think that that's a possibility. Um, so I'm, some other guys, you have any, anybody else that you want me to ask about? Yeah, I just, one? I have one more on my list that I wanted to make sure we talked about. It's KJ Hamler. So KJ Hamler, I, I, uh, he torched my Gophers for 119 yards. I looked this up. I looked at what his stats were. I remember the game. He is not big. He's like a 5'9", 178 guy, but I think we are learning that maybe that doesn't matter so much in the NFL. He's very shifty. He's very quick. He's very elusive in the open field. So the question for people with KJ Hamler is, do, do they believe that size matters anymore? Marquise Brown? Not big. He he probably he probably comes out of last year's draft as one of the top six receivers. You know, I mean, I think we've got four that are clearly ahead of him, and then maybe one more um, in Slayton. Um, and then you you're, you're probably looking at him versus Williams. You know, in terms of, but that's he's tiny, and he yet he was productive. So if you can be really quick. I just see KJ Hamler as being a slot guy, but he could be a very productive slot guy. Um, kind of on the opposite side is Chase Claypool. Um, so he he's out of Notre Dame and he's huge. He's like 6'4", 230, 240, something like that. Um, what I remember about him is at the combine, there's a there's it was very funny to watch because the story they had like a certain story that they were trying to kind of pitch and it was just oh poor Chase Claypool he wants to be a wide receiver but we all know he's a tight end <laughs> we all know he's a tight end right and he's just going to get exposed when he do this 40 yard dash and everybody's running four fours and setting records and he's going to show up there with a four seven or something like that and yeah. he's going to say tight end right and then he ran a four four two and mm. shut him up. It was really funny to listen to because they all were very surprised. And um, and they were like, okay, I guess maybe he can play wide receiver. It was very, very I- interesting just to see that their their storyline, the thread they were trying to run through the entire thing, just yeah. obliterated. <laughs> 
You got to love that. Yeah. Um, so I guess, um, uh, what is it? Do you have anything on Peoples Jones? He's another guy I was kind of curious about well, Donovan Peoples Jones. I'm gonna cover that, but one thing in Chase Claypool is think about Devin Funches. That was another guy that everybody said uh, he's probably really a tight end, and he's been a productive receiver in the NFL. He hasn't been a great fantasy player, but he's been productive. And um, I, I try to think of. Maybe it's not your 40 time that matters. Maybe it matters just how explosive you are. And so maybe some, when you're a bigger guy like this or like Funchess, maybe you just can't be that explosive. Or Kelvin Benjamin, another guy. Right. Like Maybe when you get to be a certain size, it, unless you're really fast, you just you can't really play that position. And so I, that's the question on Chase Claypool. Gotcha. Did you say the other one was who? Well, I've heard Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, talked about... I a have fair two. Amount. Yeah, I don't have them on my list. Okay, I I, I I I have Antonio Gandy Golden. So when you're talking about three named players, I have that guy. I love that name. That's my favorite name in the draft. So let's talk about Antonio Gandy Golden <laughs> uh, before we wrap up our receiver segment here. Well, I can't talk about a guy from Liberty. Why not? I just can't take them seriously. Uh, no matter how cool their name is. Uh, I just see them as prone to being stupid. Like the, the, he, he's not going to be able to figure out a playbook or something because he goes wow. to a made-up college. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. Shots fired. I just you go to Liberty, you're you're kind of telling everybody that yeah, your priorities are not with education. Okay. <laughs> Fair um, enough. So let me talk about two guys. Two last guys. I have a quick notes on. One is Antonio Gibson. If you like Debo Samuel or Percy Harvin, you might like Antonio Gibson. He's very versatile. Okay. Um, and I think he, he, there's some similarities there. And the other one, last one I'm going to mention is Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, his, this is the third of the people whose parents were NFL guys that I owned. I, his dad was Sean Jefferson, who okay. I had on my fantasy team the league before the awful yeah like like mid 90s yeah. Right? yeah yeah he was he was a, he was a burner and didn't have much else to his game um so van is not a burner like his dad um sometimes you see these guys that his dad like chris carter had a kid you're like oh is chris carter's kid eh, he didn't turn out to be anything so maybe van jefferson's that um i i think from what i've seen he looks like he's well coached so that's what I have. That's that's it. That's what that's that's the last guy that I have. All right. Well, that sounds good, Sean. That's some good stuff. Uh, anything else you have for us today? Maybe a riddle. Okay. How do we know that Farhan Hassan is terrified of me? <laughs> are we are we talking fantasy wise? Fantasy or? wise. Fantasy wise. Do we is there, do do we have any solid evidence? Um. You know, I I can't answer that question directly. The only person I know that he's terrified of fantasy-wise with evidence is Ed um, because he just made this trade with Ed to rob him of... Yeah, I think that's BS. I think he's made a bad <laughs> trade. But, um, but so let me tell you, would you like to know the answer? Sure, yeah, yeah. So I, I listen. I listen to this podcast because it's, it's among the best podcasts covering 
the awful fantasy league and also salary cap I've, fantasy leagues I've ever I've ever heard. It's the only one. Oh but, wow! But it is the best one. Okay. Um, so I do listen, and one thing I thought was interesting was when you guys talked about Todd Gurley in the last podcast. Yes, he went through a series of comps. Yes, he said, "Well, did you, did you know Todd Gurley was better then?" And he listed he listed some players. He goes, <laughs> "Do you remember what they were?" I remember. Yeah, I remember him doing this. Yes, it was, it was Bar- Barkley, Jacobs, Kamara, Sanders, Miles Sanders, and then he goes Bell, Mac, Gordon, Sony. What do you notice about that? Um, Bell, Mac, Sony. So those are those are three of yours. Did I miss a name? Um, Sanders. And saying uh, those are all your running backs. Yes, he, he went through and he listed all of my running backs. <laughs> and you'd think, well, maybe that's just the order they were in, right? So he so he went and looked on the website and he and he just read off the players that were better. That's entirely possible, but uh-huh. that's not what happened. The actual order was Barkley, Jacobs, Kamara, Sanders. And once he gets to Sanders, he starts skipping backs that are not on my team. <laughs> he goes Sanders, he goes Lindsey, Drake. Bell, Montgomery, Mack, Hyde, Gordon, Freeman, Sony. So he he just makes sure that he says the guys on my team. That's how you know he's terrified of me. Wow. Or or are you terrified of him? You went and actually looked this up. I, no, it just it struck, it hit my ear. It, that's a good point. It did hit my ears funny. I was like, wow. Like this is the, what are the odds that it's like my entire backfield is. Is just below yeah, and in order, yeah, and in order. It's just, funny. It's it struck me as a little odd. So, love shows itself many ways. That's, yes. that's what I'll say. About there that. you go. So that's it. That's a wrap. Right? That's it. All right. Well, uh, once again, we we'd like to thank you all for listening today, Sean. Thanks for for coming in today. I hope everybody enjoys the draft coming up on Thursday, and that you uh, maybe can join a Zoom room with uh, with some of your friends. All right, everybody, thanks again, and uh, we'll look forward to next time.